Welcome back to the NASPO Pulse. Or if this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is the podcast where we're monitoring issues in state procurement. We've got our finger on the pulse. I'm your host, Kevin Miner, and I am, are you ready for this? The Media Production Project Manager for the National Association of State Procurement Officials. Save yourself some time and just call us NASPO. Boy, am I happy to be here today. We're talking with Jamie Shore, Chief Procurement Officer for the State of Maine. She is on the NASPO Board of Directors. She is also the Research and Innovation Team Champion. So we're going to jump right into that. But first, how's everyone doing? Email me. Let me know. Podcast at NASPO.org. I want to hear from you. Seriously. We're still experiencing the COVID-19 pandemic. And our state procurement offices are working overtime. We've got some resources for you. For the public, visit naspo.org slash COVID-19 resources. That's a link that I'll make sure to put in the description for you. Those resources are meant to assist you with your response to COVID-19 pandemic. They were collected from NASPO as well as some other external sources. And it's all in one convenient spot for you. If you are a NASPO member, we have resources on the network, such as lessons learned, call notes, supplier vetting checklists, supplier research, and a list of suppliers by product. If you need access to that, email membership at naspo.org. I'm going to put that in the link at the bio for you too. Okay, enough shop. Let's take the pulse. Take the pulse. It's kind of cheesy. I don't know about that. Jamie, thank you for joining us on the pulse today. How are you? Good, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. We are practicing our social distancing in this time, not only because of um, COVID-19, but because I am in Lexington, Kentucky, and Jamie is in the great state of Maine, which she is the chief procurement officer of. Is that correct, Jamie? That is correct, Kevin. Jamie, can you uh, just tell me a little bit about your experience in procurement? Yeah. So, Kevin, I've been in private procurement and public procurement for about 10 years. I actually started out at a local healthcare system, working on medical contracts for physicians and working on business development from a sourcing perspective. Interesting. Yeah. And then I came to the great state of Maine, state of Maine government. And as the chief procurement officer now within the Department of Administrative and Financial Services for the state, I'm responsible for purchasing all services, supplies, materials, and equipment required by state government. And I think the really interesting note that I would put out there is I didn't I didn't imagine I would ever be a CPO. I didn't start out my thought mm, at 10 years mm, old saying, right. I want to be a CPO. I right. fell into it very naturally. I'm a lawyer by training. Uh, I had a great amount of uh, criminal justice background, and I was a oh. criminal defense attorney in Virginia. And when I realized that um, it just wasn't the right path for me, I embraced the world of business. And naturally, what I found is that within business, procurement is sort of the unsung hero. And I really appreciated Absolutely. the idea of um, purchasing supplies and services for the, the greater good. So that's kind of my, my history and yes. how I fell into procurement. More, more so now than ever, though, I think. Um, you know, especially 
uh, right now during this pandemic, uh, a lot of people are more interested in where their stuff is coming from, right? And probably more aware than they ever have been before about where their stuff is coming from. So the concern is not only where the stuff is coming from, the concern is where's the stuff, right? It's not even, are we getting it from China? Are we getting it from overseas? It's, can we even get it? Can we get it produced in a different way? And so the questions that are being asked are really, how is the supply chain reacting to the worldwide pandemic? And what are we doing as procurement officials to influence the supply chain? Right. It will influence, but also uh, heed the call, so to speak, right? What are you guys doing? So, I mean, you know, let's get into it. I have some other things I want to discuss with you, but let's get into that because it it truly is the most uh, prevalent discussion globally right now. How are procurement officials, not only in your state, but do you see in conversations with other purchasing professionals, how are you guys answering that call? We're learning a lot about PPE very quickly. <laughs> Let's just right. start there. That has um, become um, common vernacular in the past couple days. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I'm not sure that the majority of the CPOs ac- across the country knew about all the intricacies of PPE and what right. goes into purchasing it. Um, of course, uh, now we are not only reacting to the crisis at hand and ensuring that our medical providers and our public health officials have what they need. We're also trying to support folks in our communities and in our states that don't have enough resources at hand to protect themselves or their families. So as procurement officers, we are looking at a broad scope. Um, In the state of Maine, I think we're in um, a unique position along with a few other states where we've got to do some tire changeovers. We've got to start thinking spring and summer and moving away from winter, and that Uh, time is right now. But we can't afford our normal logistics and operations to that effort. We're still trying to buy hand sanitizer. We're trying to buy N95 masks. We are collaborating with other CPOs across the country. We're collaborating with NASPO and other organizations. We're looking at suppliers to say, hey, what's out there? How do we um, how do we work together to make sure that we can respond and adequately provide not only the supplies that are needed, but the services that are needed so that we can shut down this pandemic as soon as possible? Jamie, what's something that you've learned in just in the past week dealing with this influx of information because i know you know even in naspo here we're fielding questions to membership as quickly as we can and pushing back out the information what's something that you've learned uh it can be um a, a something about ppe or it can be uh, maybe a new in a way an innovative way of procuring something or sourcing something what's something you've learned i have i will call it learned but i will also expand that to say observed I've observed that the business marketplace is incredibly dynamic. We have businesses that were humming along smoothly, their bottom line, cash on hand, they're doing great. Um, you know, all their, their books are in order. They're, they're looking ahead for the next couple of years. And then all of a sudden, bam, like a freight train, their doors are closed. 
right? And these businesses that maybe have three to 30 days cash on hand, and I'm talking small businesses, less than 50 employees, they have very quickly jumped into responding to the need. So it's heartwarming to see that local businesses can transition that quickly. Um, But they're also, they're moving away from panic mode, from their doors being closed into not opportunistic, but Mm -hmm. responsiveness. And that is so appreciative, Um, especially in a small state like Maine. We rely on our small local businesses to support us. Um, They, and these businesses are, they're producing exactly what we need. And I I just, I'm so appreciative of the businesses that, that are around us in every single state supporting state and local governments. It's, it's been, it's been truly heartwarming to see that. Well, and not only the response and the efficiency of the response, but the responsibility because they're operating and they're operating responsibly, right? Under the guidelines of the CDC and experts, you know, a curbside is a new, is the new thing, right? It's the new uh, drive-through. You know, having um, businesses deliver to your door, Right. And those yeah. are all good things. Those, those keep the businesses open. They, it keeps them responsible. So just that adaptiveness really surprises me. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're exactly right. And I think taking that a step farther, if we're going to talk about adaptiveness, how about the entire workforce in state and local governments now working from behind a screen, just like you and I are doing right oh my now? God. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I mean, and I can tell you from the procurement staff in the state of Maine, I can't say enough good things about the group of 21 people that I have. And I will tell you that most of the folks in my division are older. Yeah. They would, they, they know that I say that. Um, <laughs> I've got love. some folks, uh, yeah, I've got some folks that have been with this division for 30 years and this is yeah. not their norm, but when push comes to shove and they have to do it, not only did they do it, they did it without complaining and now they're embracing it and they're starting to see the benefit of what technology can do for the profession of procurement. It's amazing. We're much wow. more productive now and you know we're able to use things such as Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Skype or some of the other things. Right. We can have those quick three-minute interactions that say, how do we do this? What's happening with this? And then we're done. Admittedly, I do miss the, the nice work luncheons and mm-hmm. the social aspect of going to work, but I appreciate yes. that we've been able to adapt as a profession as well as we have. I think it it has unfortunately forced people to embrace this technology, but the technology was already out there. So the fact that we have more people using it, hopefully that can spark creativity. So you said that your staff's doing really well, right? With this, with adapting to this on online. And you even said that you're maybe a little bit more productive. Can you speak to that just a little bit more for me? I think that's a really interesting point. Yeah. When we first started working remotely almost two weeks ago, um, my senior management team within procurement services would check in with our staff every morning or every afternoon we were there, we were available, we were answering questions. It was, a tr- it was the way that we transitioned staff into the remote workforce. And I would say within 24 hours, we had numerous emails and numerous comments from our staff saying, wow, 
why didn't we do this 10 years ago? This is terrific. I'm getting my mm. questions answered. I'm not getting stopped in the hallway and, and deferred, you know, being asked a number of other questions. The phones seem to ring a little bit less because our our customers and agencies are utilizing technology at their fingertips to look for answers like our website or some of our other guidance mm-hmm. documents. Um, they, our agencies and our customers stop to think before they pick up an an old-fashioned cell phone, right? <laughs> and actually make a telephone call. <laughs> they look on the website because that's what's easy to them right now. It's not, right. hey, let's go see Susie down the hall. Uh, Susie's information is already online, but if I can't find exactly what I'm looking for, I can dial Susie up in about two seconds. And it's right. it's been wonderful. Right, right. Well, and you know, as much as we all love small talk, and, and it is an important part of office life, right? Yes. This kind of um, reduces that. And do you think that this is something, just in your opinion, do you think that this is something that will continue even after this pandemic is over? Yes. This virtual I, style connection that we're doing? I I very much so think that this is the new normal for at least the immediate future. And right. this will go on to be a hybrid of normal in Ooh, I like that word. longer term future. It is not feasible for an, our entire workforce to work remotely, but it is absolutely feasible for our workforce to be split so that mm. when it makes sense, they can work from home or when it makes sense, they can be remote. It cuts out driving time. It cuts out delayed meetings I, I absolutely think this is a new hybrid of the, of the long-term normal. A hybrid workforce. I yep. like that. Yep. I like that. Okay. Well, so switching on, because there's all kinds of information out there about coronavirus, and I'm sure people get tired of hearing about it. If, if, if nothing for a little bit, we'll relieve you from that, and we'll talk about a much more interesting topic. Um, so, Jamie, uh, you know. That was part one my interview with Jamie Shore. Isn't she great? So much energy. You can really hear her passion for this stuff. If you like that, and I know that you did, check out the second part of my interview with Jamie, where we discuss her role at NASPO and on the board, why she thought a podcast would be the best way to get information out. She's going to talk about the list of top 10 priorities for state procurement a list based on input from CPOs nationwide and what she sees as the main horizon issues for public procurement. Hey, in the meantime, while you're waiting, check out the blog, pulse.naspo.org and subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest and greatest. You do not want to be that person who doesn't know what happened on the Pulse. I'm Kevin Miner. Until next time.